The production of this program is made possible thanks to the support of Audlin Brown, BD Development, viewers and listeners. Cats and dogs are everywhere in Canada. In fact, they outnumber children under 14 by a big margin. According to the Canadian Animal Health Institute, there are 16.5 million cats and dogs in Canada. By comparison, Stats Canada for 2021 puts the child population at 15.6% or 6.2 million. In other words, we love our pets. Now, there are a myriad of reasons why people love pets. One is they never grow up and move away. And according to MindPath Health, pets need you now, next week, and for years from now. They don't ask for much, and you'll never have to pay for their college tuition. That love of pets led two friends in Chilliwack to create Peturian, a company committed to producing premium food for their pets. Your pets as well. The idea took off and sales are soaring, not only because the food is nutritious and delicious, but also because the company is committed to sustainable agricultural practices. I invited Christine Melier, the sustainability manager at Pet Curian, to join me for a conversation that matters about caring for our pets and our planet. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. Are you a pet lover? I am. <laughs> Absolutely, I am. I have four cats at home. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's amazing how much we love our pets to the point where I think that we, I'll look at a lot of people and go, I think your pet has a better diet than you do. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, how come we're so committed to our pet's health, even above our own? I know, and we hear that all the time from our consumers. They they tell us all the time that half the time they feel like their their pets are eating better than they are. Um, and I think you know, in in recent in recent years or as years have gone by, people really view them as as their children. Um, you know, especially there's so many, a lot of, a lot of younger folks these days are, are not having kids or they're delaying having kids and instead they have a pet and they view it as, as their child and, you know, they, they're much beloved members of the family. Boy, are they ever. So when it comes to creating food for pets, it's not just a version of human food, is it? No. So what are the not. considerations that oh. go into making a high quality pet food? Well, we leave that up to our nutrition team. Um, and, you know, you really have to make sure that, you know, your that dogs or cat and cats are getting, you know, the right vitamins and the right minerals and, you know, the correct amount of protein. You want to make sure they're not getting too much protein or too much of anything else they don't need. Um, and so we really focus on making nutrient dense food so they get all that they need and nothing, nothing that they don't need. There's this sense that in a lot of pet food that there's a ton of filler. Um, and is, is that something that Peturian makes a point of trying to say, we're, that's not where we're going? No, absolutely. We really do focus on making nutritious food and like I say, not giving the pets anything that they don't need. We make really nutrient dense food. Um, you know, you'll never find any soy or wheat um, in, in, our, in our ingredient list. Um, yeah, we really make sure that it's the, every ingredient that goes into the food has a purpose and it's serving the pet in a way that um, the pet's body needs it. Every ingredient that goes into it is of course where sustainability starts to become a part of your ability to, 
continue to produce the same kind of high quality food. So does that mean that you're actually paying attention to, you know, who the farmers are that are growing your products that ultimately become ingredients in your food? Yes, absolutely, Stu. Um, you know, we, we take a look at um, how the ingredients are being produced. We, last year actually we started rolling out um, a uh, sustainability questionnaire to all of our ingredient suppliers that they've all completed and sent back to us because we're asking them, you know, about their sustainability practices in terms of, you know, how they're growing the food or, or, or harvesting it and processing it and, you know, how they're treating um, it goes beyond the ingredients themselves, you know, how are they treating their employees? We want to make sure that there's no child labor or slave labor in our supply chain. Um, and, you know, are they shipping their ingredients by, by rail, if possible, or are they, you know, things going by truck? You know, we're looking at every aspect um, in our supply chain to make sure we're being as sustainable as possible. Why is that so important? Um one, for the quality of the product, but also for the relationship that you have with your own customers and by extension, their beloved pets. Sure. Um, we know that sustainability is a core value um, for our consumer. Um, and it's been a core value of Pet Curian since, since day one. And, you know, like I said, I've been in this role now for four years. You know, Pet Curian really wanted to double down on its commitment to sustainability, and that's why my sustainability manager role was created. Um, because we want to make sure we're doing everything better because our consumers expect it. But at the end of the day, we're, our consumers are trusting us to feed their pets. I gotta you to hang on for a second while we take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Please visit conversationsthatmatter.ca and become a Patreon supporter. Thank you to Audlin Brown and BD Developments for their support. Okay, here's a really naive question for me, and I don't, you know, I know that when it comes to, let's say, growing corn for human consumption, it's different than when farmers grow corn for um, cattle feed. Um, are there different kinds of variants around growing different agricultural products when you're considering making pet food? Honestly, Stu, it's often the very same ingredient, um, or and it often will come from the same field. You know, it'll be often the difference between the, the human food and the, or the human ingredient and the pet ingredient is where it's manufactured. It could be coming from the exact same field, but if it's not, mm. if the food isn't processed in a human grade manufacturing facility, then it can't be called human grade, but it may have come from the same farm. Um, but it also may be the, you know, typically the ingredients or the, the um, vegetables that end up on the grocery store shelf are all the really pretty ones. And so the ones that look a little less pretty you know, they'll be the ones that go into into pet food. And so, you know, it's very, mm. pet food in a way is, is very sustainable because it's taking ingredients, you know, that, that might otherwise go to waste. That would otherwise go to waste. And oh. so it's very much, you know, there's a big, there's a lot of talk about upcycling, in, you know, food these days. And I kind of feel, you know, pet food was kind of one of the original upcyclers. It's it's just, it's part of the, um, it's part of the way pet food is made. You, I don't want people to think that, you know, farmers are taking, uh, you know, precious land to grow, f you know, um, P3 
peas or something specifically for pet food because that's not what happens. Oh, okay. You know, we're we're really upcycling those. You know, the ugly fruit. <laughs> you know, the, the <laughs> no, ugly, I know exactly what you're talking the ugly about. Ugly vegetables. Those are the ones that are going into pet food, so they're not going to waste. And your cats and dogs love them. And our cats and dogs love them, and they're just as nutritious and delicious. They just, you know, don't look as pretty sometimes. So, so you touched on something interesting there. You said, you know, it's also the quality of the production, the facilities themselves. Yes. So you're you growing Pecturian from a startup 23 years ago yes. to selling in, what is it, more than 32 30, different countries? Yeah, 35 countries around the world. All from production facilities in Canada? All of our kibble, our dry food is made at um, our manufacturing partner in Elmira, Ontario, and then our wet food is made with a manufacturing partner in the U.S. Ah, okay. Yep. And so what is the level of detail that you go around scrutinizing the, the production process to ensure that you're also meeting those same sustainability yep. goals? It's a great question. Um, our manufa manufacturing partners have been with us for years, um, but we are out there regularly. Um, all of our facilities um, are certified to you know, to the highest standards, they're EU certified, they're BRC certified, because we need to be able to export to the EU, which has highest, you know, some of the highest standards around the world. Mm -hmm. And so we make sure that our manufacturing partners are meeting those extremely high level certifications, both in Canada and with our partner in the US. Um, but they also uh, sign a sustainability, you know, supplier code of conduct with us that we released, you know, sent out to all of our major suppliers last year because we want to ensure that our suppliers are having the same levels of sustainability standards that are the same as our values. And so we're checking on, you know, to make sure, you know, across a number of different things, you know, are they energy efficient? What are they doing with their waste? Are they recycling? You know, are they paying attention to biodiversity? Again, things around their employees, we want to make sure there's no child labor or slave labor in their, you know, in their supply chain and in their facilities. So we're really putting our suppliers through a very rigorous process to make sure they're meeting the standards that we expect. Because and, they're that, and they're happy to do it, actually. <laughs> because that's the brand that you want to, to create. Absolutely, uh -huh. yes. Um, Petcurian has, you know, over 23 years has become a brand that um, our customers know and love, you know, Petcurian is our master brand, but then we've got, you know, Go Solutions, Now Fresh and Summit. Those are our, um, our, our sub-brands of our, you know, our different lines of food. And we've got customers who've been with us for 23 years since, since day one and adding more customers all the time because Petcurian really has this reputation for quality. And especially in the last couple of years, we've really grown our reputation in terms of sustainability because we're doing things um, and pushing the needle and pushing boundaries in ways that a lot of other premium pet food companies aren't. We really want to be seen as a leader in sustainability. So one element about pet food that's different than human food is like you talk about, I mean, we got those nice fresh carrots and peas and they're on display in mm -hmm. the um, supermarket and I go and I go yeah I like the look of that tomato or whatever yeah. that's the one I'm gonna buy not the not the ugly one everything for pet food comes packaged so what is your commitment to uh, producing or using packaging that has the lowest environmental footprint yeah. we're doing a number of things um, a year ago our company made a commitment to switch all of our packaging to recyclable packaging by 2025 
um, because we know that one of the biggest byproducts, um, I guess you could say, of pet food is are the bags, you know, that that they come in. I'm right now, you know, those are, for most companies, they're not recyclable and they're just going in the garbage in the, land, in the landfill. And so that's where we saw a really big opportunity to to do something about that and, and to be better. And so we're switching to recyclable bags. Those are going to you know hit the store shelves this summer, which is really, really exciting. Um, and we were one of the first, we were part of the first group of five companies to sign what's called the Pet Sustainability Coalition's Packaging Pledge mm -hmm. to commit to having, transitioning all of our packaging to recyclable by 2025. And so that's something the consumers see, but then on the back end, we're also doing things at our manufacturing plant, like we used to um, shrink wrap like three and a half pound bags, you know, in bundles of six to, you know, to get those out to the store. And we stopped doing that because that was all single use plastic. And so, you know, we've eliminated that. Um, we bought new equipment at the manufacturing plant to allow us to, um, you know, seal the bags at a lower temperature. And so that, you know, reduces the amount of energy that's used. And so there's a lot of things that the average consumer probably doesn't think about because they don't see it. Right. Um, but those are, you know, ways that we're able to show our commitment to, you know, just doing better and being better. We like to say that we're, you know, pursuing progress, not perfection, because we know we're not perfect. But as long as we're making progress, you know, step by step by step, we're getting better. And we're inspiring other companies to do the same. This is our second break. We'll be back in a moment. Please visit conversationsthatmatter.ca and become a Patreon supporter. Thank you to Audlin Brown and BD Developments for their support. Well, yeah, you set the, the lead and they have to follow. What makes uh, the bag so that you're creating uh, recyclable? Um, because, you know, uh, the whole paper recycling sector is, it's a complex uh, environment. Yes. Um, you know, so for it to go post-consumer, there, there has to be an awful lot of thought that goes into the construction and the kinds of materials, the inks and everything yes. that, that are used. Are you paying attention to every single one of those steps? We are, and that's why it's not something that happens overnight. You know, we made the decision a little over a year ago, um, about 14 months ago, and that's why you didn't see, you know, two months later, the bags on the shelf because we had to do our due diligence with our packaging suppliers to make sure that the bags were going to be recyclable. And beyond that, to also make sure that they're maintaining the freshness and the quality of the product <laughs> inside. You know, so that's why, because we don't want to switch over to something and then all of a sudden it's not maintaining the freshness and we destroy our reputation, right? Exactly. Um, I, I know. You, 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 you know what it is that you want to do, but you got to do a fair bit of like... You really do. Uh, careful engineering to get yes. to make sure that you are able to deliver exactly because we have to do things like shelf life testing you know because we produce the product you know one day but it's it takes time to get those you know products to Europe or to South America and and then you want the product to last for a certain amount of time and so that's why you've got to do you know all these really rigorous tests with the bags before you can switch over and then even once you do get the bags you're like this is the one we're going to use you're not going to go into a store on 
Friday and see, you know, the old packaging and then show up on Monday and all of the bags are going to be in recyclable because that's not sustainable either. <laughs> no. Because we've got a big supply of bags on you hand. You've got to see it rotate through. Yeah. We've got to see them <laughs> rotate through because it wouldn't be sustainable to just dump all of those bags in the garbage. And so that's why, you know, as the bags come up for reorder, then, you know, that bag will switch into a new bag. So you may see on the shelf, recyclable, recyclable, old packaging, old packaging, recyclable. Right. You know, it's going to take, you know, may take close to a year or eight months to get all of those through. But that's, we think that's the best way to do it. Okay, well, that's for dry goods. But you also have, uh, you know, what I, for lack of not knowing the right term, wet, wet products, yep. you know, like, like stews. Like, yes, exactly. I looked at them, yep. I looked at a couple of your videos and I went, hmm, that looks tasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, I saw one of the women who was doing a testing going, hmm, that, that looks like something I could eat. Yes. So much of the pet food uh, sector has been in cans. Yes. Uh, what are you doing to help to reduce the, the use of cans? We actually, I think it was about six years ago now, um, s switched all of our wet food products from cans to Tetra Packs. And, you know, those are fully recyclable. Um, you know, here in Canada, we, most communities have curbside recyclable recyclability for the Tetra Packs. And they're made from 69% um, uh, FSC certified um, paperboard. Hmm. And so it is a very sustainable product um, and very nice and easy. You don't need any lids for them. You know, you open it, they're resealable. And yeah, that was, uh, that was one of our real first forays into making our packaging more recyclable. Third and final break. We'll be right back. Please visit conversationsthatmatter.ca and become a Patreon supporter. Thank you to Audlin Brown and BD Developments for their support. I want to touch on something else that you that you talked about. You said that when you look at uh, some of your suppliers, like as far as products, you're asking them, well, how do you get from your field to our plant that product? Mm -hmm. Are you, you know, throwing it in the back of a pickup truck and driving across the country, or are you doing more bulk or mass transportation? Yeah. What can you do to help to reduce the, uh, you know, the carbon footprint of transporting from field all the way to the shelf in Europe or southern United States or somewhere else? Yeah, I, th I think most, most ingredient suppliers, certainly the ones that we're dealing with, they're already doing the right things, you know, they're, because it helps with their costs as well. You know, it's cheaper to put something on a train than it is on a truck that's going to go cruising down the highway. Um, and so I think really looking at what the options are, certainly, you know, rail and ship are, you know, the have some of the lowest carbon footprint versus, you know, transport truck. Um, we make sure that when we are shipping things by truck, because we need to, we don't have a, a train station right outside of our manufacturing plant, so, you know, things have to get from the plant to the train station. And so when we are shipping things by truck, you want to make sure you're shipping full truckloads, right? Um, and when things are going from, you know, our distribution partners to the retailers, they're making sure that they're, you know, shipping full, full truckloads. Um, and using, you know, like I say, rail and, uh, and ship whenever possible. 
We would certainly never send any pe uh, you know, pallets of pet food on, on an airplane to Europe. <laughs> uh, no, I can't imagine that. No. <laughs> so when your customers give you feedback, mm -hmm. how important is sustainability in their buying decision? Yes, they go, okay, you're a premium uh, food producer, which is important to us. Mm -hmm. But how important is that sustainability uh, element of what the company is doing in helping them make their buying decision? Based on our research, and this is something that we have been asking our consumers for the last, I think, three, four years, um, you know, because we survey our consumers um, annually. And in the last few years, we started adding some sustainability questions in there, and it's important to them. And we see that actually as an industry in general, um, when research is done for the pet industry, that sustainability has become increasingly important and more and more so over the years and customers are indicating that they are willing to pay more for a product based on its um, you know if it's if it's more sustainable if they feel like it is doing something better for the environment um, and they look beyond you know just the environmental practices and people tend to they hear sustainability and they think environment um, and they forget that it also incorporates um, you know there's a social aspect and a governance aspect and so Consumers, they, you know, they vote with their wallets, and so they're looking: Is this company, you know, doing all the right things from an environmental perspective? But then, beyond that, are they supporting their communities, um, and are they being transparent in what they're doing? And you know, we find that our consumers are passionate about sustainability, but it becomes, it goes beyond just an umbrella term. It's people become. Um, you know, what's more personal to them? Some of them care more about the environment. Some of them care more about supporting, you know, are you doing things to support the community that they're in? Are you being transparent and, and sharing what you're doing? You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, but yes, it's absolutely important to our consumers and we're seeing that level of importance rise year over year. Well, obviously they're voting with their wallets. Um, 23 years you start with two friends in a kitchen. Just to wrap up here, mm -hmm. give me a sense of the scale of the company now. Um, yeah, started from two friends in Abbotsford, like I said, in their kitchen, and you know, grew to um, you know manufacturing the food in a small plant in in uh, Abbotsford. And these days, the company we're just over 100 employees, and we um, export to over 35 countries around the world. Where to from here for Petcherian? Onwards and upwards. <laughs> we just, you know, we really want to continue being uh, leaders in sustainability, and we're going to continue pushing that envelope, and you know, just doing better and being better in in every way that we can. Well, I love to uh, celebrate uh, BC success stories, especially where we're doing unique things. Uh, and we're making uh, positive contributions in the sectors that we're in yeah. that help to, as I said at the beginning, cherish our parents, our, our pets, our, our parents yep. as well, <laughs> but our planet yep. also. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for coming in and, You're very uh, welcome. and spending time with me today. Thanks for having me. Please visit conversationsthatmatter.ca and become a Patreon supporter. Thank you to Auden Brown and BD Developments for their support.